Welcome to Tips from the Server Room. This podcast is designed for all you systems admins, network specialists, or the guys and gals out there in the office who handles it all. Sit back, relax, grab a beverage, and enjoy Tips from the Server Room. Hey, yes, folks, welcome back once again to Tips from the Server Room. This is episode number 143 for October the 16th, 2019. I'm your host, Jack, and I'm going to be helping to guide you through and back out of the systems administration world, the world of network administrations, and all parts of IT. Hey, if you'd like to check out the website, and please do at tipsfromtheserverroom.com where you can comment on these shows. And if you want to learn the very best of Windows Server 2012 and you're just getting started and you're not quite sure exactly, you know, how to turn or what to do to get this ball rolling, well, you want to check out jtclearning.com. That's jtclearning.com. You can sign up for the Windows 2012, Windows 2012 course, and get started right away at learning from install to full administration check that out at jtclearning.com folks if you want to check out some of my write-ups that i do you want to check out jackstechcorner.com that's jackstechcorner.com and you can sign up there for a free account or you can subscribe and once you subscribe we're planning on working on some uh, subscriber only type content on that site but right now, there's a lot of good write-ups on there and a lot of good ways to uh, learn things. As I come across things different days of the week, you know, I'll do a write-up on there, and then you'll have that for your records. You can always save that or print it off as a PDF. Next up, we want to talk tonight a little bit about um, dropping your on-premise Exchange server and moving to the cloud and using Office 365. I talked to you a few weeks ago and I told you that was the first thing on my new job made that I was uh, set up to do was to go in and actually uh, make this cutover from local exchange to Office 365. And there's a ton of reasons why we would do that. The first reason is that we found uh, at our office, many times this happens, we would have a power outage. Now, yes, we do have backup batteries, but you know how long they last. They don't really last as long as you want them to last. So it would be best if you had a backup generator. Well, I mean, that stuff costs money. It costs a lot of money to implement that, you know, or maybe your internet connection would go down. So maybe you want a backup internet connection. Now you have more money. And all of this to rely on email is just really, really silly, guys. I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to keep your uh, email server on-prem anymore. It's just, it's it's kind of a thing of the past. And this started years ago, years ago with, uh, you know, services like Hotmail when it was around, uh, Yahoo Mail, you know, some of the early uh, providers out there. And, uh, but now we have these really, really high-class golden services out there. Uh, and Gmail and Google Apps is not to be uh, laughed at for your email, uh, you know. Uh, there's a lot of hosted exchange services out there that you can go with. Uh, many more outside of, you know, 
the Microsoft or the Google conglomerates, you know, the big, big companies. Uh, you can find a lot of uh, smaller people out there providing uh, outsourced exchange services. But there's a lot of questions to be asked. And one of those questions I always ask these companies is uh, redundancy, redundancy, and redundancy, right? I want to know how many internet connections do you have coming into your facility? If I say one, forget it because you're not getting here, not paying for anything more than what you're providing for yourself. Uh, if they say they have uh, no backup generators, again, you're not paying for anything else that you don't have yourself. So that's why we looked very heavily, plus our office is a full Microsoft shop. So it was a win-win for us to go with Office 365. It seemed to be a, a very great solution, and it was very easy to uh, lean us towards that way. So since we were already using Exchange... Uh, and I know we can get, like I said, outsourced exchange providers, but Office 365 was the way we went. Now, the first thing I could tell you with when you first set this up, the first thing I want you to look at is a um, when you uh, set up your Microsoft account. And I would still suggest to have an on-premise uh, Active Directory server. So if you do this, you don't have to. You could put everything in the cloud if you wish to do that. We have not went that route yet, but I've been thinking more and more about it. There's a lot of benefits, and we can talk about that another day. But you want to look at Microsoft's Azure Active Directory Connect. Uh, it used to be called AD Sync, uh, whichever word you use for that. But what that does is you set that up. When you set up your uh, Active Azure account, because you need an Azure account to have an Office 365. They kind of work hand in hand. So you set up your on-prem service, and that way you can use all of your accounts that you already have on your Active Directory server to sync those all across seamlessly to your email server. Now, the second part that's really good with that is your folks only have to remember one password. So they're remembering their logon password to get on the computer, and it's the same password they're using to get their email. Now, do you have to do this? Absolutely not. You don't have to put the connector up there. It just makes your life a lot easier. Because when somebody calls and says, I don't remember my password, then you don't have to make that decision of, you mean to log in or your email and have those in two separate places. This way it's all synced up and it works very, very nicely. Now, even when we make them change their passwords, they change it, it syncs across and it changes it on our uh, Azure account. So that way our Office 365 knows exactly what's going on. So the first thing I would tell you to do is sit down and make a plan on how and when you want to make your cutover. The first thing we did when we planned on our Active Directory server, being that there was a lot of other tech directors in there over the years, uh, there was a lot of accounts on there that weren't even being used anymore. Uh, there was a lot of accounts on there that... Uh, people moved on. There was a lot of accounts on there that were made like temp accounts, you know, like, uh, I don't know, there might be something like internal at and whatever your address is for internal emails, or it might be something on there of that nature. Uh, copier, maybe you don't need that anymore, like copier at, you know, to uh, route your copier so you can scan and do all that fantastic stuff. So sit down first and make a list of the accounts that you want to cut over. That's going to be very important. The next thing you're going to want to do is, and if you're not sure of this, find out where your MX records are. Now, you can go to something like a, a DNS search or an MX record search on Google, right? 
and uh, type your domain name in there, and it will tell you where your MX records are hosted, and it will tell you what they are. Because Office 365 has their own set of MX records that you have to put into your DNS server. And this is just solely for routing email. If you're familiar with it, then you're not going to have any problem at all doing this. If you're not familiar with it, please seek out some help to have somebody uh, look at it and help you along with that. And by all means, always remember that I am available. All you have to do is email me, uh, reach out to me across the website at tipsfromserverroom.com, and we can set up some remote sessions. Uh, the pricing is very uh, very uh, low uh, to moderate. I mean, you know, it's not that much to get that done, but I can definitely offer you remote services and help you out to get you going there. And what I like to do along the way when I do anything like this, any consulting work, is I actually teach you so you'll know how to do this if you ever want to do this again. So uh, we can actually even write up notes and send those to you if you would like to go that far. So, so yeah, talk about migrating old emails over. That's the next step. So one school district I worked at, we made the cutover from Exchange Server to Google Mail, to Gmail, Google Apps. And what happened was... Everybody was using Microsoft Outlook. Well, I knew just from being there for a couple months that I didn't want to migrate people's email that they've had on their uh, computers for 10 years on that Exchange server. Uh, there was so much junk on there and so much old crap that I really didn't want to sit down <coughs> and, and wait <coughs> Excuse me, for all that to migrate over. So what we did was we said, look, we're going to cut over and you're getting a brand new email system. So we let them keep Outlook on their computers. We actually set up pop accounts on their computers and we pulled it off the old Exchange server. So it's just locally on their computers. And we told them anything you might really think you need or really want to keep, you can forward it on to your new account and you can have it on to the uh, Gmail services at that time. But this time was a little bit different in business. Education is one thing. Education, you can really guide education as a technologist. With business, you have to be more lenient of what the business customers want because it's more of, um, uh, I guess, life or death, right? So if a teacher loses <clears throat> an email from a student, uh, you know, 25 years ago, and that's not going to be that drastic, where if one of our business people loses a client contact that they had, from 10 years ago that you know it was a two million dollar deal that's more important so well, i did let people migrate their emails over and we did migrate all their mail over to the office 365 office 365 makes it extremely easy to do this all you need is you need an admin account on the exchange server that you have permissions to everybody's mailboxes basically so what i did i used my domain admin account log in to well, you'll log into your uh, Office 365 account. You go to your admin tab, and when you click on more, you will find a button that says Exchange. Under the first row of uh, links, there's a link that says uh, Migrate. Click on that and just walk through it very simply. Once you get to the point where you pick your email users, that's where that list comes in handy. Choose the users that you want to migrate and click Migrate. And then wait and you're going to wait and wait and wait this is not a one-day thing so it's going to take a little time uh, i would suggest to do it on a friday 
uh, when your you know usage is the lowest because it's probably going to take if you have a lot of accounts like we did it may take all weekend it might take longer but once you get that migrated over you will get an email from office 365 telling you that it's finished and <clears throat> if there's any error messages inside of that so you will have that to actually go back and look at so if you have no errors you're good to go so if your business uses outlook which ours does and i'm not really thrilled about that but they are major outlook users and you will have that in business you have to go to each individual machine and i found the easiest way is to go into the control panel and go into mail and i deleted their old profile out of mail and what i did was you have to create a new profile and which will log you into your online uh, office 365 accounts so they can pull their mail down so and it is going to be set up as an imap and i can tell you to use when it comes up say it's a new exchange account because it's basically office and microsoft's using exchange on that back end so it works very very well what i would rather do what would make your life a whole lot easier is to tell your users to go to office.com log in click the little outlook button um i was actually working with one of our users the other day and they said oh my goodness i said what they said we have all this available to us looky there's word online there's excel online there's powerpoint online. i said yep you have all that available to you it's all sitting right there and uh, you can use it whenever you want and it also ties back into your OneDrive. you mean it saves it automatically i said yep absolutely saves it automatically you don't have to worry about any of that. So there you have it. And they were uh, very pleased with that. So a lot of people don't even realize that that office.com or that office component of the online apps is actually there. Because we get so tied up and everybody gets so bogged down with all these fat clients that it kills me. It just absolutely drives me crazy. Uh, back when I was in education, uh, just, well, I've been out of education now for like six months. But... I was doing uh, in-class coaching. I was doing tech coaching with a couple classes. And we were working with fifth grade students, teaching them to go to office online. And they were doing PowerPoint presentation. They were doing all their book reports on there. And everything saved automatically. It doesn't matter which computer they log into. It follows them around. It was a win-win. And the kids absolutely loved it. So I think maybe the new workers coming up over the years and decades, maybe we will start to see that where... Well, I know Microsoft can get rid of the fat clients anyway, so that's just going to happen. I don't know how they're going to handle. We're using a program at our office called Office Reports, and um, I don't really know everything it does, but I don't think our company can function without having it at this point. Uh, it just helps uh, create nice reports and, and graphs and does all that stuff pretty much on the fly uh, so they can build their reports for our clients and, and client base out there. But uh, I don't know how they're going to build that ever to the online component. I, I guess they will. It's always getting better every day. So I'm sure they'll get that built up for sure. Now, the one thing we have to talk about is... <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry about that. We have to talk a little bit about the cost of Office 365. It, there is a cost to it, folks. I'm not going to tell you any different. I mean, there is a cost to it, and I can tell you that... Uh, there's there's one called uh, business essentials and what we do with that is anybody we have in our office that doesn't need 
the office package installed on the computer, then we buy them an essential package. What that does is, what that basically allows them to do is have an email account uh, on our domain. So, I mean, it does give them the online uh, applications, but you're not allowed to install the fat clients onto the computer. So for that, we have to give people what's called a enterprise. I think it's an enterprise or a, um, a 365 business account. So that the essentials will cost you $5 a month per user. The, essential, the, the business account or enterprise account, whichever they call that, is $15 per month per user. So it will cost you some money. Um, you know, and that's one thing I sat down with the owner of our company. He says, look, I hired you thinking you would make a difference in bringing us a, a cost savings. And uh, you're, you're ending up making it a cost for us. I said, no, no problem. Here it is. So I got a piece of scratch paper and I sat with him in his office and I actually started drawing out a picture. I said, look, here's the cloud. I draw the cloud. I draw our office. I said, this is our office complex. Here's our server rack, and here's our exchange server. Now, we have the exchange server, but what we're going to do now is we're going to call up uh, you know, an office over in Chicago, and we're going to put another exchange server over there, and we're going to have our email, if it doesn't come here, go there, and then we're going to put one in Taiwan, and if it doesn't come here and here, it's going to go to Taiwan, and then we're going to put an exchange server in Hawaii, so if it doesn't come to these three places, it'll go to Hawaii, and it will get backed up across all the places every night. So it's a very high availability. And this system that I'm designing for you right here is going to cost you about, you know, uh, $400,000 a month. He's like, whoa, wait a minute, $400,000 a month. I said, you can never afford the backup and the redundancy and the extra, you know, the, the, the high availability that Microsoft has in these server centers or Google has in these server centers. You you just can't, you'll never, ever afford that. So $15 per month per user, per account, is really not that bad. You know, uh, it, it really is not for everything you're getting and everything that's uh, out there available to you with all the online office apps. Um, plus, basically, now you're renting your software. So if there's a new version of Office, I mean, we get it. As soon as it comes out, we can have it. So, and, you know, I did have it one time at the school. We had Office 2019, and now I can't find it. I mean, so I, I don't think, because 2016 is the one I think that most resembles Office 365, uh, the fat clients. Because so many people say, oh, Office 365, that's an online crap. I don't like that. Actually, Office 365 is the name of all of it now. They rebranded the whole entire fat clients and everything. When you open them and launch them, it says Office 365 right on it. But it resembles Office 2016. So whatever happened to Office 2019? I mean, I'm not quite sure where that went or what happened to it at this point. But uh, maybe somebody out there knows and maybe uh, you will email me and let me know. You know, uh, maybe... They're selling 2019 like off the shelf, I guess, maybe in a box. Because we talked about it. He said, well, we used to buy box versions of everything here in a, in a box for every computer. And I said, yeah. And I said, you're getting one license per computer at that point. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And we're not getting email with that. So that doesn't make any sense. Though. He said, well, the last guy I said, yeah, yeah, that's probably why the last guy is no longer working here. So poor decisions. Um 
you know, and I'm here. It's to me, basically it's, it's availability and cost is the two things that I look at. And if there is a higher cost, but a higher availability, then it's a win-win just because you have a lower cost doesn't mean you have a greater availability, right? So that's kind of where it all comes in at. I mean, we put a, uh, a Datto backup system in. And when I first got there, I said, what is Datto? I mean, I have no idea what Datto is. I used Barracuda backup for years and years and years. And I loved Barracuda backup. And Datto backup is pretty much the same thing, just a different company. Uh, they do they do really uh, great things with our images. Apparently, you can uh, test an image whenever you want to. I'm still trying to learn that and figure out how that works. But yeah, you can fire up a, a cloud image to see if it actually boots. But um, and I was playing with it the other day and I couldn't find that. But but they claim that that to be true, so I guess it is. But I can tell you that I've recovered. Oh man, probably ten files since I've been there in six months, and uh, it, it worked every time. So it's a win, you know. The availability is there. Yep, we're paying for the uh, offline storage, and but you have to do that, folks. I mean, if if you want to take your network to the next level. And be safe. You know, you got to worry about all that little stuff. That's because the little stuff is the things that will bite you in the end, you know. But like you get a ransomware attack and you have no offsite backup somewhere. And you have no revision backups. You know, you could be backing up the locked files. That wouldn't be good. So think about that, you know. Remember, cost and availability. If, if it's more cost and you have a higher availability, then 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 do it. I mean... Talk your employers into it. But, you know, I think, like I said, I've been doing this for, well, a little bit over 25 years now. So I have a lot of uh, knowledge under my belt. And uh, when I work for these companies, they know that I come with a lot of experience. So I think that's why they listen to me a little differently than if you're just coming out of college and you're getting that job for the first time. Even though I know you know what you're talking about. They might not look at you at the same way uh, that, you know, the, you might not be giving them the, the correct advice. So if you ever need me for that, for the moral support or for the advice, by all means, again, call me on that. And I can definitely consult on that with you. I can talk to your company and uh, we can get the points through whatever points you're trying to make and, uh, you know, get them on board with the way you're thinking. Because I believe in you, but a lot of people out there won't because they'll be like, well, you're kind of new and green and. Yeah, but I'm sure you've been living this. Most of you out there, most people today I find they go to college for computer science or computers or networking. They don't do it because there's a lot of money in it. They do it because they've been doing it since they were a young child at home playing with computers. You weren't that kid playing games. You were the kid tearing the Xbox apart trying to figure out how it worked. Right? So I know you know what you're talking about, but we'll get that through to them. So. All right, folks. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, week's show. Um, I did have all my notes for some reason, final thoughts, but I think I covered everything with you that I wanted to talk to you about this week about uh, switching over to a, a hosted uh, a hosted email provider. It is is just it's the right thing to do this this, this day and age. I mean, I did it at the first school uh, that I worked at for thirteen years. I did it for them. Oh man, <laughs> probably, probably fifteen. Google was just coming out with their Gmail services, and they just made they were just getting into education. And I went to the superintendent back then. I said, "Look, we need to do this." 
He said, why? One day they're going to charge us. I said, nah, I don't think so. But the, but they may. Who knows, right? I, I would. I would get everybody on board with me, and I would start charging that kind of people. But but he, but he they never did. So it was a win-win. And they are still using those uh, Google accounts and Gmail accounts today because I told you before, never, ever leave it worse than you found it. And when I leave a company or I leave a school district, it is top-notch, A1, 155% of where they should be. So um, makes it very nice and very manageable for somebody else coming in. Sometimes that can bite you in the butt. And, uh, you know, you make it too well um, or you comment things too well. Maybe keep some stuff to yourself. But uh, it will never save you from somebody coming in and saying, you're gone. I mean, so that's just the way life is, right? And, uh, and you move on to get another job, and you get more experience. I mean, how great is that? I mean, I'm writing code now every day. I'm coding. I never thought I would sit and be a programmer, uh, but now I'm programming. So it's a resume builder. That's what that does. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading and subscribing to the show. And remember, if you buy anything from Amazon, please go to tipsontheserverroom.com. I need your contributions. I have new gear coming in here, and I got to be able to pay for it somehow. Um, so anyway, uh, you can also go over to Tips on the Server Room or uh, Jack's Tech Corner and click on the link and leave a donation, and it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, I can greatly, uh, greatly, very much so uh, use the extra funds to spend at Amazon to buy more podcasting and video equipment for the shows. All right, thanks, and we will talk to you next time. Till then, take care, and we'll see you. Bye-bye for now. You just listened to Tips from the Server Room with your host, Jack. If you have any questions, please drop me a comment at tipsfromtheserverroom.com. Thanks again for tuning in and downloading the shows. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the remainder of the music. We'll see you next week on Tips from the Server Room. So long.